Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. We've been on this uh, journey for a couple of weeks now talking about the landscape of life. The landscape of life, which is really just kind of a a, a fun um, way that we've put together kind of how to quantify these different seasons of life and these different ways that God uh, interacts with us and shows himself to us. And we've been talking about these four things. Pastor Tim opened the series with the first two. The first one was an eruption moment. Okay, so landscape, you can see the eruption. You can see, oh yeah, we drew it from landscape. Okay, all right, you see what we're doing? The eruption moments. These moments are the moments that God comes and shows himself through a specific act of power in your life. Some biblical examples are Moses. You know, he's looking at a burning bush and the bush is not burning up. Like, what is the deal with that? God invaded his world. Saul, when God literally knocked, off, knocked him off his donkey um, and he had this encounter with Jesus and he became Paul right? These moments. Pastor Tim talked about Zacchaeus. It's these moments in time when God invades our world and reveals through an act of power, he reveals who he is to us. They're these amazing moments. And then last week, Pastor Tim talked about erosion moments. Erosion, and I would actually say it this way, that erosions are seasons. Eruptions are moments, and erosion are seasons. And there are these seasons that God works in our life over time using things like jobs, sometimes parenting, caring for loved ones for an extended period of time. God uses all of these kinds of things to help show himself to us over time, okay? Now, I want, I want to say this too, and we were talking about this after. Erosion does not necessarily mean a bad thing. Erosion just means it's a longer process that God was using to get into your world, okay? So keeping in mind this, uh, some biblical examples. Pastor Tim talked about Noah, Ruth and Naomi, and I'll even throw in there the, the, the parable of the prodigal son, right? Had this moment of walking away, and God worked on him to the point that then he said, I'm, I gotta make a change. This is not right. Pastor Tim said this last week, and I thought this was so good, and I wanted to put this up so that you could take a picture or write it down. But when we think about erosion moments, we think about these. They are uh, that erosion slowly works away at what we say we believe and gets us down to the bedrock of what we actually believe. I thought that was so powerful because how many of you in your life, because I'm the same way, sit there and you're like, yeah, I think I know what I believe. I think I got this thing kind of figured out. And then you go through this season, sometimes extended period of time, And you realize, you know, I don't know if I fully had this figured out the way I thought I did. And God uses that to really expose the bedrock. Today, we're going to talk about earthquakes, which is going to be so exciting. Earthquakes. What are earthquakes? They're life-altering events that show a huge need that God steps into. Now, here's why we're, we're talking about all these things is because God uses all of these areas, all of these pieces of the landscape of life to shape our story, which ultimately is shaping his story in us that gives us the ability to connect with others and to be able to share God's story with them, okay? So 
So what it does is this, is it gives us a quantifiable way that as we're listening to people in our world and they start to share something that's going on in your life, you can listen through the filter of the landscape of life. And you can hear, are they going through an erosion moment in their life right now where life is just beating them up? And as you're listening to them, someone who doesn't know the Lord, a neighbor, a friend, a coworker, you can start to say, oh, this is an erosion moment. And you start to think, this is my erosion season. This is how God showed up in my life in this way. And then you can start to bring that to be able to share and bring hope to their world, right? This is what this whole thing is all about. It's not just to say, yeah, I've had crazy stuff happen in my life. But it's actually to be able to actively listen to what people are going through in their hopelessness, in their life that's just searching for God. And you're able to say, well, in my life, I I hear what you're saying. What you're talking about is this season where God's just broken down. And and, and I want to speak something to that because I've gone through a similar thing. But then we can turn it to saying, but my God did this. This is why this series is so cool. Because it gives us very tangible things to be able to grab a hold of. Anybody, you know, you talk to um, somebody who's searching for the Lord, a neighbor, a friend, a colleague, all this kind of stuff, and you talk to them, and you hear their story, and you're like, man, I re- how do I, I want to connect with them? How do, how do I do that? Right? That's been the thought, I think, in a lot of us that sometimes paralyzes us from being able to share Christ. This gives us an ability to be able to have an open door to speak into life. That's why this series is so awesome. Today, we're going to talk about earthquakes. Now, earthquakes, I'm going to, I, I did some research, and I want to talk about natural earthquakes and then apply them to the spiritual element of our life. Earthquakes are natural phenomena that happen without any of our control or effect. They just, they just happen. Yeah, I, I realize there's belief system, you know, like... We're not taking care of the world and stuff's going to fall. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you don't wake up one morning and go, doggone it, I'm going to start an earthquake today. You have no control over that whatsoever. And these earthquakes will reshape and readjust the landscape of our lives. Meaning this, a piece of land that has gone through an earthquake will never be the same. And there's markers to this life. If you're writing things down, I would write this down, that earthquakes are the unplanned, life-altering events of life that shake us and shape us. They're the life-altering events that happen in our life. Things that are unplanned, things that are very hard, things that can be very devastating that happen. These, these are the valley moments. You know, when we read Psalm 23... Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, these are the valley moments, right? And they happen without any control. Now, here's the thing about earthquakes, is that we recognize that we live in a world that is not just natural, but there is a spiritual world that goes on that affects our natural world. Do we believe this? Okay, Philippians tells us about that, or Ephesians tells us about that, Philippians does too, but Ephesians tells us about, about that fact. We don't wage war against against the natural world, but against principalities and rulers and all this kind of stuff. And so what we have to understand is that now as we apply earthquakes to our lives, that there is a real enemy that is out to get you. His purpose in John 10.10 is to steal, kill, and destroy. 
which means that he is going to use every tactic in his book to be able to try to take you out, including earthquake moments. Now, does that mean that the enemy is always just hiding around every corner and he's like, ooh, I'm going to throw this at them? Well, no, because we live in a world that is cursed by sin. There are things that happen in our world because of the fall of man. But the enemy doesn't like you. So there is an element that he's out to get you. And we have to be aware of this as we navigate through earthquake moments in our life. We have to understand that, yes, there is an enemy, that, yes, he hates us, that, yes, his whole job is to steal, to kill, and destroy us. And he will use anything and everything to make that happen. We have to understand this in order to move forward. And equally as so, the second thing that I just want to say to to set this tone is, and and we're going to hear this and go, yeah, 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 I I get it, but it needs to be said. God does not cause earthquakes. God does not cause things to attack your life. But he allows them because he wants to do something in them and he wants to use them. Joseph, at the end of his life, when his father died, he was left there, obviously, with the brothers that betrayed him and threw him into the pit and sold him for slavery and all this kind of stuff. The father's dead, and so Joseph's now standing there, and the brothers are like, oh, no, we're going to get it, you know? And what does Joseph say in Genesis 50 and verse 20? He says, listen, you planned evil against me. You, you, You planned evil. You wanted to destroy me. But God planned it for good. And I think the same thing is true with the enemy. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And we could say to the enemy, listen, you try to attack my life. You try to take me out. You try to allow these things in life that are meant to destroy me, but God is going to turn them around for good. Every single time, he's going to turn them around for good. Um, And this this is something that's, sometimes it's really hard to process because Earthquake moments look like everything. Like there's all kinds of earthquake moments. And sometimes in these earthquake moments, death is involved of a loved one. There's tragedies that take place in our lives. Things that you sit there and you have to wrestle with. If I serve a good God who is an all-loving God, an all-powerful God, then why did he allow this earthquake? It doesn't make sense. A diagnosis from the doctor, a disease, something that you've been walking through and you're like, why God, why does this happen? And we have to wrestle with these things. And I really think that this is where Isaiah 55 comes in. Isaiah 55 verses eight, and, 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 and this is, we have to just process through this. God says in here in Isaiah 55, he says, listen, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Okay, your ways, they're they're not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as the heaven is higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. When we look at some of these earthquake moments in our life that affect us through the loss of a loved one, through through a tragedy, through a sickness, through a disease, all this, and we ask this question, sometimes as believers, we have to land at the place that we don't have the privilege of understanding why God is allowing something. 
God is always doing something behind the scenes. We just don't always get the privilege of seeing what that is. And in that, we have a choice. You look at the story of Job in the Bible. Good grief. I mean, could you have a worse day? But what, what is Job? And Job, the question of the story of Job is can we accept both good and bad? Knowing that God is sovereign, ruling and reigning, and working in the middle of all of it. At the end of, uh, at the end of Job, Job 13, it says this. His, his declaration. He said he can take everything He can walk through everything. He would process everything. He would work through the pain. He would grieve. There would be loss. But it doesn't mean that Job wouldn't trust God. And so for us, we have to go through that same wrestle to be able to understand what that means. There's two types of faith in play, and and I'm taking a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's really important for us to understand as we process earthquake moments in our life that there's two types of, of faith that work at the same time. And th- this, this sometimes is a little bit of hard to understand, so I'm, I want to I process this really, really simply. There is a faith that in, in the circumstance. There's a faith that the circumstance will change. There's a faith that the sickness will be healed. There's a faith that the, the, the person who's on their deathbed won't won't happen. There's a faith that, 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 that tragedy will not happen to our family, right? There's a, there's a faith in that specific thing. But there's also a faith in the person of God. And those two things have to work together because you can't have one without the other. You can't have faith that says God will and do everything that I have an expectation of in my life without saying, but he's God and vice versa. These two things have to work hand in hand. Why do I say all this? Because when we go through earthquake moments, they are moments that will shake us to our core where we have to wrestle with these questions and come up with what we actually believe about the God that we say we serve. This is what earthquake moments lead us into, right? They're invitations for us to be able to do this. Habakkuk 3 says this so beautifully, though the fig tree does not bud, And there is no fruit on the vines. And though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though the flocks disappear from the pen and there are no herds in the stalls, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord, my Lord, the Lord, my Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. What's the declaration? The world can get really nuts. But, but, but he is my salvation, and he is my strength. Now, this sounds really easy. This is the wrestle for us to be able to process through. Now, now why, do, why do I say all this is, is important for us? Because walking through earthquake moments in life, when you know Christ, is one thing. But walking through earthquake moments when you don't know Christ is something totally different. And again, the whole point of this series is to get us to understand and to quantify these are the earthquake moments in my life where I got to see God clearer than ever before. Pastor Tim talked about this in the transition today. 
that God is wanting to reveal something new about himself. And part of that is discovering in our lives, what are some of these moments that I've walked through where now I can see God a little clearer than I did before, right? And that's the whole point of this entire thing is then to be able to talk to somebody who's going through an earthquake with no hope and to be able to talk into that and speak into that world, right? This is why we go through this. Now, Again, I kind of researched natural things, and I'm going to give these to you real quick because I got to, I got to keep going. But there are some natural results to earthquake that I think have some really cool spiritual application to them. And there's a bunch of them, and I'm going to boil them down to three. The first one is this thing that they call surface faulting. Surface faulting. Surface faulting simply talks about the surface is scarred. It's changed. It's different than what it was before. How many of you would say that in an earthquake, a big devastating moment in your life, your life was changed afterwards, right? I have a very literal scar in the back of my head from one of my earthquake moments. Talk about that in a little bit. So some of us have literal scars, but your life is changed, okay? It's marked. But here's the cool thing is it doesn't have to be marked for bad. It can be marked for good. The second thing is surface rupture. Surface rupture. What is surface rupture? It's the creation of a new edifice, monument, or mountain, or rock formation. Okay? This, this, is, this is a fault line, and you can see there's this whole new cliff of rock that was created. Now, why do I say this? As we walk through earthquake moments as we follow God, it's an opportunity to see Him in a way that we hadn't before where he is elevated in our life and where we start to look to a rock in our life. We start to look to a firm foundation and seeing him in a way that maybe in the landscape of our life we hadn't seen before. It was still there. That rock was still there. But through the earthquake, it was exposed so that people looking at that can go, oh, wow. It's the same way with our relationship with God and our walk with God. God wants, and his desire is, as we walk through earthquake moments, that he's elevated and we can see him in a new way and trust him in a new way because he is a solid rock. The third thing is landslides. Landslides. And very simply, when a landslide, when a landslide happens like this, everything that is not firm is washed away. And the only thing left and exposed is the firm foundation. Now, what that means is, as you go through an earthquake, stuff is probably going to get washed away. But it will reveal where the foundation is. Again, I relate this back to somebody who's maybe, and and, and maybe even in this place, you're here this morning and you're like, man, I've felt the landslide in my life. And I've looked, and there's nothing left. Everything's gone. I walk through this devastating moment of my life, and there's, there's nothing to show. Well, as we discover who God is, and as we discover who Christ is in our life, we develop a firm foundation. So when life comes and washes all of the other stuff away, what remains? Christ. It's Christ in our life is what remains. Three things that earthquake do that, uh, that I thought were kind of cool to pull in. Okay, now, 
I want to tell you a story from the Bible, walk through this very briefly, and then we're going to get ready to kind of transition into um, our, our time of discussion here, because I think there's some powerful things that God wants to do. But I was praying, and I was like, okay, God, what's a, what's a, what's a really good story to illustrate an earthquake moment? Like, God, what, what, is the, what is the great story? And he took me to Acts 16. 25, and about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Verse 26, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake. Hey! Bingo, we have a winner. There was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken. Okay? Here, I'm going to apply some things to our life as we're walking through. When we go through earthquakes, the very core of our lives will be shaken down to the foundation. Make no mistake. Okay? And what it reveals is, is Christ and what he's doing. And immediately, all of the doors were opened and everyone's chains came loose. Here's, some, here's something that I want to speak into your spirit by faith today. That when an earthquake happens in your life, God wants to open doors and to loose chains. That an earthquake that was meant to destroy and to devastate and to take you out, God's purpose behind the scenes is to open a door to make a way for you to be able to see him, to you be able to see what he's doing in your life, to loose you from chains that have held you back, loose you from chains of unbelief, loose you from chains of being able to fight and feeling trapped in this way of thinking and believing about your faith. God wants to use earthquakes to be able to shake those things loose so that you can see him in a brand new way. This is what's cool in the redeeming factor of earthquake moments. So all of these were loose. And then this is really cool. Then we go on to verse 27. And I want to focus on this jailer for a couple of minutes. Verse 27 says that when the jailer woke up. here Again, I geek out about this. He woke up. He was asleep. I also think that for us, Earthquake moments help us to wake up. They help us to wake up to what the Spirit is doing right now and to be aware of what is happening in the spirit realm, not just the natural realm. The jailer woke up and he saw the doors of the prison standing open and he drew his sword and was going to kill himself since he thought the prisoners had escaped. This jailer, this earthquake moment had led this jailer to believe that it was over, that his life was over, that it was better if he was, he was done because he would have had to face trial and he would have had to face the judgment and probably even execution for the fact that you lost all the prisoners? Like all of them. Like one time, you lost all of them. And so for him, he thought that this earthquake moment just said, it. it's not worth it, I'm done. He gave up. How many of you have ever gotten to a point in your life where you're like, I just give up? I just, I, it's just, it's a lot. And I just, I give up. <laughs> earthquake moments can cause us to get to that place. Really? Another earthquake? Really? Another devastating, life-altering moment? I have to have another scar? I have to have another thing happened in my life? Really? The jailer was led through that earthquake to believe 
that it was better if he was to be out. But listen to this. His earthquake moment was not his end. It was his beginning. Think about this in the scope of your life. If you've walked through an earthquake moment, it wasn't your end. It was the beginning of something God wanted to do in your life. If you're in the middle of an earthquake moment right now, it is not your end. It is the beginning of what God wants to do in your life. And so we can have faith in this. So verse 28, Paul called out in a loud voice, don't harm yourself because we're all here. Which I think is hilarious that Paul actually counted everybody, had everyone. Yep, we're all here. We're good. We're good. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he escorted them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? The witness of Paul and Silas experiencing the same earthquake as the jailer led the jailer to ask, how can I have what you have? The witness of when we as believers and followers of Christ, when we go through earthquakes, the witness that we have will help other people who are going through the same earthquake to be able to say what's different. We had an earthquake moment that we've just been living in. It's actually more of an erosion season, I guess, since 2020 with COVID. And I can't tell, I know that you've had these conversations too. I've had so many conversations with people have walked through the same exact thing and have asked the question, how come you're okay? Why? Because it's the witness of what God is doing in those moments. Same earthquake, different outcomes, and the jailer was drawn to what Christ was doing in that moment. And this changed his life. In verse 31, it says, they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to them along with everyone in his house. He took them the same hour that night and washed their wounds. And right away, he and all his family were baptized. He brought them into his house, set a meal before them and rejoiced because he had come to believe in God with his entire household. Something that was meant to devastate and destroy turned into a life-giving moment where he experienced the life of God and his family experienced the life of God through the same earthquake that Paul and Silas were in. This is what God wants to do with our lives. I don't, Man, following Jesus just means I don't have any trouble, right? Wrong. You will have trouble in this world. He promises that. In this, in this life, in this world, you will have trouble. Why? Because he wants to show himself through your life. He wants to use your life to be able to show his glory to somebody else. That's the whole goal. So it doesn't matter if your earthquake moment is a 3.2 or a 9.8 on the Richter scale. It doesn't matter. Everybody walks through different kinds of earthquake moments in their life, and I think it's really important for us to understand that there's no comparison. It's not like we sit around and we're like comparing earthquake moments. <laughs> mine, that was okay, but mine, good grief. That's not the point, right? Everybody walks through the earthquake moments that God allows for them to walk through, right? And every single one is different. The most practical thing that we can do, though, in this is if we're trying to understand how to see God at work in the earthquake, 
is to stop and ask him to show where he is in the earthquake. God, I've got this crazy stuff going on all, all around right now, and it does not make sense. Would you please show me where you are in the middle of the earthquake? That's the most practical thing we can do to actually hear from God what he is doing in our life through these earthquake moments. Um, these are, again, these are all part of our story. Really quickly, because um, I want to get to discussion. Um, everybody walks through earthquake moments. Um, my wife and I have had a couple of them. Some of you know, some of you don't. In 2018, discovered that I had a brain tumor that had been growing since I was a kid um, and kind of came to a, a head. It had, it had gotten to the point where it was massive. It was on the right-hand side. That was the brain tumor. It was actually closing off my spinal cord, so the spinal fluid was not getting to my brain anymore. And, uh, and so it, it led to that. <clears throat> Earthquake moment. Uh, weren't expecting that. Didn't wake up one morning going, you know, God, you know what today needs is a brain tumor. Didn't say that. Just didn't. Didn't have any control over it. Had to walk through it. Just this last summer, another aftershock, another earthquake, whatever you want to call it, uh, we were going to have another baby, and we had a miscarriage. Um, Again, some of these things, our earthquake stories are our earthquake stories. Yours are yours, right? The things you're walking through right now, the things that, that, that are happening in your life, But I think the beautiful thing is when you walk through these things, the understanding of all the thoughts start to swirl when you go through an earthquake moment. All all the what-ifs start. What if this? What if I did this? What if I didn't do this? What if this happens? All this kind of stuff. And it seems like the potential for swirling is just, your brain to swirl is just around every corner. But these are moments that God wants to use to reveal himself to you. And I want to I tell you this just from our personal story. And for me personally, if you ask Ellie, she would have a different take on this. But for me personally, what God revealed is a level of peace that I had only heard about before. See, I grew up hearing all the scriptures. He will keep in peace those whose eyes are fixed on you. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. My peace I live with you, leave with you. Like I've, I grow, grew up knowing those scriptures, but it's something very different when you walk through a moment where you have to live that out. I have an understanding of the peace of God that I would have never gotten had not the earthquake happened. You will have levels of understanding of God in your life that will only happen through earthquakes. And I would even broaden it. You will have levels of understanding that will only happen through erosion. Through long periods of time where you start to understand something about God that you wouldn't have the ability to understand if you didn't go through that. This is how God redeems everything in our life for his good. So, as we, as we conclude, you, you might be here in this moment and you might be in the middle of an earthquake. And you might be trying to figure out, God, where are you in the middle of this earthquake right now? Like, what is going on? He wants to reveal something to you. He wants to show something to you about who he is. 
Maybe you're sitting in this place and, and you haven't had a relationship with God. And so you look back and you're like, yeah, there's some pretty crazy stuff that's happened in my life. But your understanding, and my hope and prayer is that through this, there's actually an understanding of saying, okay, there was something at work in that. And even in something that was very painful and was tragic, God was at work. God was at work in your life. My encouragement to you today, if you're in that place and, and you've, you've never actually stepped into the relationship with Christ, is to actually do that today. And to begin to allow Christ to reveal in your life how he's been working the whole time. To begin to go on that journey. And there's people here that can walk through that with you and we can, we can journey on like, talking about it. it's actually kind of cool it's like we all get together and we're like oh yeah that happened and that's what god did oh that's so cool and oh that's what happened and that's what god did oh that's so amazing we start to share our testimonies of what god has done in our lives and we start to see him all the way through so here's here's how we're going to simply conclude today um i'm going to pray and then we're going to jump into our groups like we always do and spend a few minutes here at the end of our time discussing. Um, and, and today, it's just real simple. We're going to just share what are some of these earthquake moments that are ta have taken place in our life or are currently taking place in our life, and how are we seeing God in them? And, and it's up to you on how vulnerable you want to be. You might say, yeah, I'm going through this earthquake, and I don't know how God's at work in it. Well, let's pray for each other. Let's encourage each other. That's part of that time. It's okay to say, I'm in the middle of an earthquake and I don't get it. Because that's an opportunity for God to be able to reveal something to you. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you and then we're going to jump into our groups today. Father, um, Lord, we recognize that there are these moments in life that we didn't ask for, we didn't plan for, but that we have to walk through. But Lord, I thank you, even as, as the song that we sang today, you are our protector. Lord, even in the middle of the earthquake, you'll never, never, never let us go. Father, I thank you for that truth. And I thank you that you have something so beautiful to reveal about yourself through the earthquake moments of our lives. That that sin and the enemy might be trying to use as something devastating, but God, you have such a different plan and you have such a different purpose. So Father, I pray today, even as we talk and as we're able to encourage one another and strengthen one another, that God, that we would understand how you have been at work through every moment of our lives. And Lord, that we would be able to grab a hold of that and to be able to celebrate your hand at work. And look, God, I pray today for those that are walking through an earthquake moment, or maybe an earthquake moment has happened and they're trying to wrap their heads around how you were even at work in it. Lord, I pray that you would speak today. Lord, you would bring clarity of your Holy Spirit into every moment that we are walking through, God. We love you so much, and we thank you for this time to be able to just to be in your word and hear from your voice, God. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.